Hey, beautiful soul fam. Welcome to the Ceremony Circle Podcast. I am your host, shaman and author of the best-selling book, Animal Power, Allison Charles. And today we are going to dive deep into how you can make your meaningful mark in media with a dear friend of mine, Carmina Becerra. Carmina is a TV host, speaker, and coach with Roots in Mexico. She also lives there again now, and she is also a breakthrough guide and co-founder of Camera Ready. Back in the day, she moved to Hollywood and got her break on Latin television as a TV host on Telemundo, Univision, and Fox Sports in Espanol. Her interviewees include David Beckham, Coldplay, Sofia Vergara, and so many more. Carmina's intentions are to create a world where media is mindful and empowering. She is driven to amplify the voices of other purpose-driven leaders in the industries across the board and planet. In fact, Oscar winner Jamie Foxx has said, Carmina has the Midas touch. Everyone she works with turns to gold. And she does share a ton of gems today, including how media has changed throughout the years and how to deal with the pressures of feeling like you have to be a social media star and you have to have all these different social media platforms if you have any kind of brand or business how you have a unique message that only you, out of 8 billion, however many people are on the planet, there is a unique message that only you can share. How to unearth what that unique message is and best share it to be of service with the world. How public speaking is many people's greatest fear and how she guides people in rewiring your limiting beliefs, translating your message on camera and turning potential into action. We also dive into why doing work to improve your speaking or to improve your media presence and abilities will end up being much, much deeper work than you ever could have imagined. Why that is. And I also ask her why she vows to enter each client session with a commitment to be open and vulnerable. Those are two very distinct and specific essences and words, and I wanted to know why she selected those. And one last little gem, you get to hear how to healthily integrate your gremlin and much, much more. So let's go, fam. Let's open up the gateway to allow you to make your meaningful mark in media with breakthrough guide and co-founder of Camera Ready, Carmina Becerra. Oh my gosh, what a reunion this is, Carmina. <laughs> so grateful to have you here today, sister. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. I have missed you so much. I know. And it was so beautiful. Likewise, same. I love you so much. And I know you know that how deep my love for you runs. And it was beautiful for me leading up to today to take time to feel into our flow. And of course, it was taking me back to different memories. And just before we hit record, you were saying and reflecting to me, tell me a little bit about this version of Allison. I feel like you're a new woman. And and I felt the same for you, you know, in the years we've known each other. I mean, it like puts a big blob in my throat, actually, (laughs) when I think about just how much we have both gone through and experienced like major life initiations, transformations and chapters. And I was reflecting back to the very first time I ever saw your face. I was riding on the bus in Israel, sitting next to Caduce. 
he had a picture of you on his phone and he showed me that picture. And I just remember seeing your face and being like, I can't wait to meet this woman. (laughs) You know, I just felt that sisterhood with you and us both living in Brooklyn and spending holidays together. And then, you know, thinking to our little quadrant of you and I and two other sisters, how we would meet regularly and have our little witchy sister circles and Mm -hmm. just all the things. So I kind of want to start in a similar fashion to what we were doing before I hit record. Can you just for a moment share with me and share with the soul fam joining us? Who is this Carmina that we have before us? Oh my goodness. So right now in this moment, I feel really powerful, really sexy. There's this new activation in me happening that it hasn't been around in a while, which was the Carmina that was into acting and that started television hosting back when I was 16 and did that for 10 years. But I haven't had that. I've been in the teaching, guiding, coaching realm, right? And so this new fire of like, I'm a star (laughs) energy is inside of me. And when I walk down the streets of Mexico City, I've been spending a lot of time there, even though I've lived in San Miguel de Allende, but Mexico City is electric like New York. And so it activates it even more. And I'm walking down the streets, this new Carmina, like, I'm a fucking star. I'm a badass. Like, I feel so much of that right now. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much because it took me to a question that I kind of had geared more toward the end of our chat, but yeah, that dynamic you brought up and, and for the folks that fast forwarded through the show intro Carmina, as she just alluded to, has this really decades long history and background in media. And can you just share a little bit that trajectory? Because you were a star in Mexico, you know, you were on Telemundo and doing all sorts of big projects. And then you started to shift your work into the teaching mode. And I'm actually so relieved and happy to hear that you are feeling back more into that like star is born, like spotlight back on you, Carmina, because when I was doing research and like looking back at old pictures, old modeling shots of you and stuff, I was having the same feelings. I was like, Carmina is the badass, like Carmina is a star. And so I don't even know exactly what the question is, but what thread can you share with folks about that line of Mm -hmm. on camera teaching now feeling that fire again? Oh God. First of all, the old modeling photos. I can't believe that you even mentioned that. Nobody, nobody Google, nobody go back there, please do not Google the old photos. There's some great ones. Some of them are hilarious. So yes, since I was very little, I have many aunts because I come from a Mexican family and there's a lot of family and it's a mostly matriarchal family. So all of these powerful women, since I was very little to myself and a lot of my cousins, like you have to be in the entertainment business. You have to be a model. You have to go for Miss Mexico or like whatever it was. They were constantly feeding this into us. And so they were recognizing that some of us in the family had these gifts, right? Like I 
whatever family gathering, I would put on a dance and I would like put on a show. Even if I wasn't asked to put on a show, I'd be like, this is the time of my show from two to three, right before we eat, I'm going to perform for everyone, you know? And so I was very blessed that they started recognize this. And I started very young at 14 modeling in Guadalajara, Mexico. And then in Mexico, there's no such thing as like a hosting school or, you know, journalism school, aside from communication studies, you know, in, in college, but models automatically become television personalities and actors and actresses. So that's why most of the telenovelas in Mexico, the acting sucks, because those are all models that accidentally are actors. Now the acting's getting better in Mexico. But anyway, that's how my career started. First modeling, then thrown into being a reporter, television host for small channels, local channels. You know, I was like a tour guide that I would wear like the traditional humongous and very heavy outfits of each state of Mexico that you have like pounds of gold hanging on you and like talking about all of the culture of that town and where does the tequila come from in Mexico? Where does the... So tourist TV shows, and then from that came soccer and sports journalism, and then moved to LA and Telemundo and Univision in LA. I was doing also reporting and sports. And during that time, I would interview either celebrities or people on the street. They call it MOS, it's men on the street. They just send you on whatever, you know, current topic is happening and you just ask people on the street. And that is so difficult sometimes because people get petrified of the camera and they're like sweating. I feel like they're going to pass out. I have my right hand behind their back so they don't fall on me, you know? So first it started selfishly, the network, if I turned in an interview where the person is sweating profusely and super nervous, I look bad. It's my job for the interview to look good, even if this person is petrified. So with my own energy, not knowing what I was doing at 17 years old, I'm sending them energy. I'm like, somehow, some way, just body, send them energy while I'm interviewing so I could look good for the network. And this person feels good on camera. And the piece can air because if it's bad, if it's <laughs> bad enough, they'll be like, we can't air this. <laughs> exactly. So this is a skill that I developed without even knowing it and they would tell me afterwards oh senorita thank you so much like you made me feel so good I thought I was gonna die literally some people feel like they're gonna die like it's such a fear and so fast forward to after my 16 years in television I did a transformational training in LA hardcore like you are catharting your traumas and it's intense it's five days it's like a boot camp I'm sure you have heard of similar trainings like landmark etc when I saw the trainer walk in with the microphone with an amount of power that I had never experienced before aside from like a I don't know super celebrity like Lady Gaga or something I felt this power walk in with his microphone and just like scared the crap out of all of us and then proceeded to change all of our lives so when I saw that I was like that's what I want to do for the rest of my life and then I had this like chronological like map happen where I was like oh 
all of the television was for this. All of the confidence that I built up to be in front of people, to be freely expressed, for my voice to create impact was for this, to change people's lives. Right away, I was like, how do I become a trainer? And they were like, hold on, hold on. You're just participating. And I was like, I don't care what it takes. Volunteered for years and years and years and years, became a coach, you know, did all my steps, learned from the best in the world and that work, transformational work. And the core of that work is, if we just summarize it in one sentence, is to get rid of everything that's blocking us from being our authentic selves, who we were from zero to seven years old before all of the traumas, right? And so I just was thinking one day, I'm like, huh, if the purpose of this is to become our most authentic selves, why, why not mix my two passions and support people in being their most authentic selves on camera? I have proof over here in these transformational trainings that it's going to change their life forever. And they're going to feel good being on camera and on stage and become better public speakers. Oh my gosh, this is like gold. So mix the two. And that's where we get to what I do now, which is unblock the voice canal. And with that comes so many different things, right? What people mostly come to me for is to be better public speakers. That's like the Trojan horse. I have a keynote speech. I need to be the best at it. Can you please help me? And so I'm like, yes, absolutely. Top layer. And then there's like 11 layers underneath that, that they're not aware of that they leave like, holy shit, why are my relationships different? Why am I having these uncomfortable conversations? And all of a sudden they're not that scary and they're actually solving problems. And like everything starts changing when the voice canal is cleared. Yeah. So let's stay right here because I can tell how of service this point that we're at can be for the soul fam who's listening, because in this time of shadow extraction, upheaval, consciousness, rising, awakening, all the things happening, you know, I am witnessing more and more people, especially, obviously I'm pulled into the consciousness, wellness, spiritual communities, but as people are waking up to their spiritual truths and gifts, a lot of them do think that they hear, or they are truly hearing a call to share the wisdom that they've gained publicly. And so For those who are in the place of the student or client that you just described of like, all right, I want to start to be more of a public figure on social media, or I want to start to become a well-known speaker. Every person that comes to you or that has taken what I did was the camera ready training, which was amazingly transformational and so powerful and also had a lot of shamanic currents woven in that. Every person that comes, there's probably the same work in some areas, but then different work that you have to guide everybody through, right? Because as you're getting to those deeper layers, Mm -hmm. can you just explain a little bit of a possibility of what that process is like? A couple of examples of some of the things that might be unexpected that people go through when they think they're coming to you just to learn how to be better on stage. And then all of a sudden you're like healing something with their grandfather or whatever. Like when we did, when I did the camera ready (laughs) training with you, and I've shared this with you before, but never on an interview, when you took us through that gremlin work, were you calling it the Mm -hmm. the gremlin work? And my, the voice that revealed for me, he was so fucking vicious. And I was like, who 
excuse me, like, who are you? <laughs> and it, I remember we named him Timmy and Timmy and I went on a mini year voyage and now Timmy and I are super chill and cool. And he rarely comes forward anymore. But like that type of journeying, shamanic journeying was life-changing. And I didn't expect coming into camera ready that I'd be meeting Timmy and doing gremlin work, you know? <laughs> totally. It's very unexpected because the curriculum, I just get downloads, right? And so now I know as there's like over, I'm going to just celebrate myself real quick, like over 400 graduates or participants. And it does show up differently for everyone. And yes, they come in like thinking it's going to be a technical training and there's a lot of emotional work for sure. And so this curriculum that I download has different aspects of it, which I'm sure has technical names, but I have people connect with their body and with their ego. So Timmy, as you're talking about, is the voice that holds us back. And when we make friends with this voice, first huge step is like becoming aware of the voice. Like before I used to think that was me, but it's not me at all. Like I am not like Debbie Downer, like our ego is not who we are. It's a part of us. And so that first step of awareness is huge. And what our ego wants is to be recognized. And as we've ignored it most of our lives, just naming it alone, like we say, name it to tame it, our ego is flared, right? It's like, oh yeah, she's naming me. She's giving me a name. I have like, this. that's what our ego wants. And the more we feed it attention, the less it's going to impact us. For me, my ego before I had, I don't like the word control, but before I called the shots, because my ego used to call the shots. Once we recognize it, give it a name, it won't call the shots anymore. It'll be a conversation and a negotiation between it and myself, right? Yes. But before it called the shots for sure. And so when we have this conversation with are Timmy. Mine is Debbie because <laughs> Debbie and because Timmy. Debbie Downer. Uh, she's a Debbie Downer. Whenever I'm like, yeah, I'm the shit. I'm gonna. Oh yeah, you ain't shit. You don't. You. This person has more years than you. This comparison, Debbie Downer, like mm. popping my happy bubble. You know, but that process. Then there's like a dance with your. I call it a troll now, but gremlin troll ego, whatever you want to call it. The goal is for you to fall in love with that part of ourselves. I have clients and participants, like maybe you did, write a love letter to your troll, have a dance with your troll. It is not going anywhere. I can't stand, be fearless. No, bitch, I'm never going to be able to be fearless. I've got to be able to do it with the fear. If I wait until I'm fearless, that time will never come and I will never do the thing. So, amen. If I had my rattle, I'd be rattling right now. Yes. <laughs> yes. So we've got to build and create and nurture a new relationship with our fear, which is Timmy, which is Debbie. And so when we're like, I know you're here. I know you live with me. I know you're going to be with me all the time. Let me establish a relationship with you so that when you try to stop me again, you won't stop me anymore. I'll be like, thank you. I hear you. I acknowledge you. It wants acknowledgement. 
I'm up to bigger things. I've got purpose in life. So you can still take the back seat. You're not going to influence my life. Mm. And then you speak the uncomfortable thing. Those are one of the things that are like the unexpected. You know, I've had mutual friends that are like uber successful be like, I mean, I just make it more like a technical thing. Like, you know, like, how do I just give the best speech? You know, how do I like give me all the hacks. I'm like, I wish I could. It's like a blue pill. I wish I could. Yeah. But once we uncover all the traumas that are in the voice canal, yes. the technical stuff comes with you. Like you could do it with your eyes closed. I You're, totally The technical agree. stuff comes once the confidence is there. Yeah. The throat chakra is so potent and powerful and the throat chakra and our, you know, ability to open our mouths and express is also directly tied into our womb space and our sacred areas down there. And I mean, there's so much going on. And what you just shared reminded me, I was on another woman's podcast and she was like, how did you call in Luke? How does one call in their soulmate? And it's like, you know, I kind of wish I could give you a blue pill answer, but it was like five years of celibacy and many years of living by myself in this tiny little cave apartment in Brooklyn, doing the most intense shadow work where I died many deaths and facing myself over and over and transmuting things. And Luke was doing the same thing. We were both doing it for years. And then once we were both sovereign, then we came together. I'm like, and that's the truth. Like (laughs) if you really want to get to the most potent embodiment and expression in whatever category it is, whether it's career relationship, there simply aren't shortcuts. That doesn't lay the type of foundation that people really want. You know, you can't skip over that stuff. Absolutely. And, and that's stuff that most people request in the beginning, which is like, I call those people like the do me people, like just do me real quick, you know, like the hacks, they want the quick and they don't want to do the deep work, it's those people end up having the bigger transformations once they surrender, you know, it's like, so fulfilling. I'm sure you can relate to this so fulfilling to see like how someone begins and then how they end one of your programs. It's like to, to observe that, to watch what starts happening. And you brought up this, the sexual canal Lately, I've been like, oh my gosh, on so many rabbit holes of the similarity with the voice canal and the birth canal. Yeah. Even physiologically, it's wild with those two canals because things like come out through our voice that are toxins, that are things we don't need, that are that are things that are stored in our body that need to come out through the vibrations of our voice. And if we don't have the courage to do so, it's gonna get stuck in our body and create dis-ease. Hey, beautiful beings. Today's episode is brought to you by an all-time favorite wellness brand of mine, Lotus Way Flower Essences. I've worked with various products by Lotus Way, whether they're delicious elixirs that you put under your tongue, they're aura mist, bath salts, teas, chocolates, you name it, I have tried them and I truly, truly love them all. I swear by their purity and the amazing healing essences that they hold. 
And no matter what you're looking to transcend in life or bring into your life, Lotus Way has a flower essence for that. But one all-around winner is their sacred heart essence. You can get it in their anointing oil form, their aura mist form, or their elixir. I have them all. And it's a blend that's infused with nine different flower remedies to soothe your heart so you can surrender into self-love and acceptance during times of transition. How amazing is that? And like I said, there are nine different flowers in this essence. One of them is white iris for purity, aligning with your highest potential and receiving unexpected blessings and support. And another one of the nine is vanilla bog orchid to relieve tension so you can move with more gentleness and ease. So just head to lotusway.com. That's L-O-T-U-S-W-E-I.com. And this is so important. Don't forget to put the code word mystic in the coupon section at checkout. That's code word mystic, M-Y-S-T-I-C, because that will gift you 15% off anything you purchase. All right, fam, back to this amazing episode. There's a reason why, you know, doulas, I mean, I'm learning a lot as Luke and I have said yes to wanting to start a family. And I have a dear sister who is an incredible doula and it's such a simple thing. It's like, oh yeah, die. I knew that. But when you remember it in this context, it's like, yes, when women are giving birth, a lot of women, they'll then notice like, what is my jaw and what is my mouth doing as I'm trying to, to birth? And if they're clenching down and bearing down, the first thing they need to remember to do is to, you know, open their mouth wide. Cause when you open your mouth wide, your cervix oh. opens and yeah. So it's, it's incredible. Chills. Yeah. And so I'm curious for you, I read on your website that you enter into each session with each student client group with a commitment to being open and vulnerable yourself. And I was so curious about that. Why is that so important to you that you have that on the homepage of your website that you want people to know that that's your commitment? Oh, thank you for asking that. You know, I have a huge aversion to the guru complex. And I have always been committed to expressing myself as yes, a guide, yes, a teacher, yes, whatever you want to call me. But in the sessions and in the relationships that I'm in with my clients and participants, we are on exactly the same page. And I'm learning from them a lot more than they're even learning from me. And also, I, in each session or retreat, etc., I am the source of wherever they're going to go. Wherever I am willing to open up my heart and meet these strangers, sometimes it gives me a little bit of anxiety. Like, who's going to show up on the screen, right? You do online programs too. Like I have no idea who's going to show up. We'll have a discovery call beforehand, but like it requires for me to be courageous enough to open up my heart, remain open, no matter how much resistance is on the other side. Because remember, public speaking is the number one fear in America. So there's a lot of, I don't know if it still is, but it used to be. There's a lot of resistance. I'm coaching resistance. I'm not coaching their higher self most of the time. That would be amazing. We would have a ball, but I am coaching their resistance. Mm. I'm coaching everything that shut them up, that told them it wasn't good enough, la, la, la. And so they're looking at you and you're representing like most, if not all of their trigger spots. <laughs> yeah. 
And I'm pressing it and pressing it and pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. And so if I am not doing my work beforehand to be at the level where I want them to be with vulnerability, like every time I start an online course, I share with people my deepest and darkest secrets and how I overcame them and my shortcomings still now, what I struggle with right now and how I move through it right now. I don't come on like I'm like, well, I did so much work and I climbed the mountains and I was in the caves and now I'm healed and I am here to heal you. Like, no, no. And so I've noticed when I am not willing to be as vulnerable in the beginning, they don't go there either. Mm. It always starts with me. And so it's the good news and it's the not so good news because then I've got to get outside my comfort zone right before I get on with any of them. Uh, I love that. And I was also curious, since you've been in the media world for so many years and also being in it in Mexico, in the U.S., internationally, like you've taught it, you've been on camera and behind the scenes teaching, like you've literally in the hologram that is the world of media, just been in like pretty much every facet of it. Do you have any insight on like, I guess one, a main way that you've witnessed media changing, or if that's not bubbling something up, what can you share with people who are in this place that we've been speaking to, like they feel a call to be more expressive, more of a public figure with their work. Do you have any thoughts on where social media is going or the world of media in general, just so they have a clearer starting point? Yeah. So the big differences I've seen, I'm 42 years old. And so when I was in TV, it was a select group of people, like you selected it or someone else, but a very small select people that were on video like this was a career it was a huge deal like tv hosts were were huge celebrities yes and separate than you know being a doctor being a teacher etc so what's really challenging and why i feel so much like i have chills as i'm talking about it for humanity right now why i feel so much for them and i just want to help everyone is that everyone now is forced to be on television people that never thought they would be on video now have to be or else their business does not survive. There's people that have never thought of getting on a stage. But now, if you don't have keynote speeches, you're not as blah, 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 right? People's nervous systems are feeling a lot right now because that, like I said, used to be a career. Now it has to be everyone. Wow. Everyone has to feel comfortable on camera or else you ain't shit now. Unless you're like completely being rebellious and you're like, I don't have any social media at all, which those people still exist. And I'm sure they're very happy, but you know, everyone's forced to do that. And so that's one of the issues that I see, but I'm a huge believer in how much this could benefit us because so many voices that were never heard or maybe would have never been heard. Now they are. Mm -hmm. And I believe that there are a ton of people that aren't sitting on the cures for all sorts of diseases or the solution to all sorts of global problems that 
now can have the courage to get themselves on video instead of sitting on that information, you know, and it's my job to like, have them feel confident. We need everyone's voices to be heard right now more than ever. God, yeah, that's such an interesting point. I reflect on that a lot. Also being someone who's been in media for over 20 years and different facets, radio, TV, production, on camera, all the things. And like, Yeah. When I think about how many podcasts there are and how many podcast hosts, I think I heard that between TikTok and Instagram, I think like there are 3 billion or 4 billion, like half the world's population has social media platforms right now. And it it can feel a bit overwhelming. And I can only imagine, yeah, the jobs that you and I once did that were really coveted and that seemed to take a certain skill set and certain gifts. It yeah. seems like everybody now like somehow found that gift within them. I'm like, how are there so many hosts out there right now? It's really fascinating. Yeah. But the other thing, it brought me to in your share was how I think I also saw this on your website. It said you, you have a unique message only you can share. And I was thinking about that. It's one of those simple statements, but it's like so powerful and so true out of the 8 billion or however many people walking this earth. So you soul fam, you that are listening to us right now, you You have a unique message, only you out of 8 billion people that only you can share. Yes, 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 yes. I want to like emphasize that it can be the same exact message that 20 million people are saying, but they can't say it like you. They can't say it with the emotion that you're going to bring to it. So that's huge, huge, huge to be able to break through imposter syndrome, which is one of the things that I work a lot with clients on. Like there's no one that can do it like you, period, blank. That's it. Yeah. Your voice is going to change someone's life that could have listened to those other 20 million and it didn't. Mm. So cool. So I'm just personally curious before we get into wrapping things up in your closing ceremony practice, do you have any clarity with your voyage and trajectory now feeling that different type of activating fire lit inside of you again of of stardom spotlight? Do you know one of the places that that's trying to take you? I just launched my first podcast in Spanish. It's called El Poder del Decir. It's on all the platforms. And what does that mean? What is that title? The Power of Speaking. Cool. It doesn't sound as flowy in English, but it is in Spanish. (laughs) Yeah, say it one more time in Spanish. El Poder del Decir. Mm -hmm. That's nice. And I'm very proud of myself because that's been one of those things that I have been saying I was going to do for a very long time. And then Debbie Downer would come in and be like, there's so many already. Who's going to listen to you? Nobody's going to listen to you. La, 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 la. But I finally did it. And so we're nine episodes in. I did an interview with a friend who used to work with me in Telemundo a long time ago. And we are very fiery. She was like, wait a second. Why are you not doing anything in Spanish? Your whole career was in Spanish. What the fuck are you thinking? And I was like, I I hadn't even thought of it. I had not even thought of it. So she pushed me and... El Poder del Decir was born three weeks ago or a month ago. And I'm starting to take acting classes, maybe not again, like maybe not for as a career, but like 
I just remembered I love to act. I hated auditioning, but I love to act. Mm. So I'm enjoying the classes without even trying to think of what I'm going to do with them. I'm just enjoying the craft and I love it so much. It's such a form of therapy for me, just like dance is. And that's as clear as I am right now. Obviously, my free or voice programs or all this work with coaching is never going anywhere because I fucking love it so much. But And you're so good at it. Thank you. It's just such a fulfilling thing for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so what's the best, easiest place for folks to reach out if they want to look at the program offerings and work with you? Where I'm most active is on my personal Instagram page, which is Coach Carmina. And in the link in my bio is everything. You can find the podcast there. You can find the Camera Ready website, which has all the programs that are coming up and and everything. I keep my programs at a limited number. I love the number 12. (laughs) And so I only take 12 liters for each program. They do sell out. So yeah, Coach Carmina, follow me on Coach Carmina. Amazing. Yeah. And I have started to see more recently, some of your posts pop up in my feed in Spanish. And I personally liked that, you know, I mean, of course I know you're Mexican and I know you come from Mexico, but yeah, there was something where it lifted me up a little bit. I was like, oh, oh, she's posting in Spanish now. Duh. (laughs) But like, great, you know, so good. Yeah. It's interesting too, to be like, do I start a new page in Spanish? Do I just make mine bilingual? I'm bilingual. So it's just, it's a whole thing that sometimes I'm just like, I fuck it. I'm not going to think about strategy. I'm just going to do whatever the heck I want, Uh you know? And like the motto for the podcast is stop giving a fuck what people think. Like in Spanish, obviously, but like, (laughs) like stop giving a fuck. Just they're going to judge you anyway. Say whatever the fuck you want to say. They're going to judge you anyways. I will, my last little button on that. And then we're going to close with your ceremony or ritual practice is I have seen, and it's so, it might sound so bizarre or like whatever, but even in the shamanic space, I have witnessed elders that come from indigenous traditions have trolls and have haters. And I'm like, no matter who you are, no matter the age, no matter the walk of life, no matter where you come from or what you're trying to do, there's always going to be somebody who's critiquing, who's judging, who's trolling. So it's like, that's something that you got to find your way with. If you do feel the call, you know, to, to be expressive and, and be in the public figure space, there's always a way to find your way through that. But I would say it's, it's pretty much inevitable. Yeah. And to know what to do with that is key. Like what to do with that, those energies. It's like, oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. So speaking of energy. Yeah. Thank you. This was a great chat and I'll let you wrap her up here. Okay. Close your eyes. Just become aware of the sensations in your body. And take a couple deep breaths and allow your inhale to open up your throat and allow the first couple breaths to just go as far as they want to go. But little by little, you start pushing it down to your birth canal as well. So your inhale opens up your 
throat and your womb. And in every exhale, just release anything that you may know or not know that has been blocking them. We're going to do three breaths, opening up your throat canal and your birth canal. And as you start feeling this bit of opening from your breath, now with your inhale, see whatever color pops up for you, whatever that first color that comes to your mind, inhale that color, have it move through your canals. And have it move out. And continue to see that color come in. Fill up your entire throat canal and womb with that color. And now we're just gonna focus on the voice canal, knowing that our birth canal is there to hold us and support us. And as we continue to inhale this color into your throat canal, as you see it leave your body with your exhale, you're gonna see it leave and start impacting your city, wherever you are. That color takes over the entire city. So the expression that comes out of your throat is now influencing your whole state in that color. Inhale the color again. And blow it out to your whole country. Inhaling that color again. And that color, which is your voice, which is coming outside of your voice canal, blow it out to the whole world. Inhaling that color again. And one last push from your voice. Give it a sound, this last one, to the whole universe. Whatever sound comes out. Ah, and bringing your breath back to normal, keeping that color right in your chest as a reminder that your voice needs to be heard, that it's important, that it creates change, that it shifts energies and it shifts universes. Placing your hands over your chest where that color is going to live bowing your head in gratitude for the ability to be able to express and influence and impact and move people. Oh. Oh. So it is. My color was the color of the chair I'm sitting on and the color you're wearing. Pink. 
Really? Mine was blue, like a bubblegum blue. Nice, yummy. <laughs> that was so great. I love you so much. And thank you for your wisdom and your time and your expertise. And it was just so good to hear your voice and to see your face today, Carmen. Thank you so much, darling. I am so passionate about everything we talked about. And all of you listening, hit me up, DM me, even if it's questions, whatever it is, you're having a low day. I will listen to you. Message me, message me, message me. Amazing. Thank you, Soul Fam, for joining us and weaving with us. And we will sit with you again next time. Woo-wee. What a powerful voyage that was. It is always so fun and such an honor to share space with these beautiful beings willing to generously share their time, wisdom, and energy so we can have the opportunity to enrich our own lives. And we will always share each epic guest's links and contact info in the show notes that are on my website, alisoncharles.com, and also in my weekly Ceremony Circle podcast Instagram posts at I am Allison Charles. So it makes it easy for you to connect more deeply with them. And fam, you know by now all the heart I put into creating this show. And I would love to be able to continue providing this free content for a long, long time to come. And what would be most supportive in me being able to do that is if you have ever felt you've gained anything positive at all from listening to a Ceremony Circle podcast episode, if it's brightened your day, if it's given you clarity or insights you've been waiting for, if you felt a healing shift during one of the closing ceremony practices, anything at all, If you can just stay on whatever platform you're now listening to this show and simply go to the rating and review section and share even one reason why you're grateful for Ceremony Circle Podcast. Sacred reciprocity is a big deal and I deeply appreciate you giving back to me so I can keep creating and providing. Sending you so much love. This podcast is for information and entertainment purposes only, and my intention is not to provide medical advice or diagnosis. You should always consult a health professional before making drastic changes to your diet or lifestyle.